Hello and welcome to the B2Beast podcast, the best place to collect killer ideas for big business. And today we have a beast in the building. He is a university professor, an international speaker, and data science technologist with over 15 years in ex- of experience in developing elite analytics and business intelligence solutions, including some time as an AI solution strategist for IBM Watson. This one is going to get nerdy, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Shoaib Hossein. Shoaib, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, sir. Great to be here. Thanks Thanks for having me. So let's start this off with a quick little softball. What are you most grateful for right now in your world? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I mean, a lot of things, I think just uh, a great network of friends and family who are constantly there for support. I think, you know, it's always hard to have that people, you know, by your side and in your corner. And, uh, and yeah, living in, in, a, in a great country and, and a place where we could just learn and experiment. I, I love that as uh, kind of what we do here in, in Canada and Montreal. So really appreciate it for that. I absolutely love it. Yeah. And you've made uh, an, an interesting transition from the business world, deep, deep, deep into business and now into education, the high level academic side. So I'm excited to explore this cross zone, this cross point here. Um, and yeah, let's, I would love to just start with hearing a little bit more about your world, your history, your career. What do you consider the most exciting win? of your career? Do you have any big spotlight, like highlight reel moments? Uh, do you have a story that you can share with us? And then we can jump, jump into maybe some lessons that we can extract from that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the biggest wins and, and something that sometimes you have to step back and, and really realize how we were able to achieve that. Uh, you know, I made this transition, as you mentioned, from, from industry to academia, not really knowing, you know, what will happen, you know, how, I could take uh, some of my trainings and learnings over the time. And, and um, I'd been in discussions with uh, one of my alma maters at, at McGill and talking about how I made the transition from somebody who started off in finance to kind of getting into deep analytics, which finance does have, but now it became its own thing. And the discussion led to, hey, you know, we're, you know, let's do a, we were building a program, a master's in analytics. And I was uniquely interested in and wanted to get involved. And so I did. I was able to come in in a leadership uh, kind of capacity. And so we built the program and in only two to three years, we were able to hit top 10 uh, globally in terms of Masters of Analytics programs. So that was a huge win, um, you know, a massive part, you know, group effort, the team that I have behind me with, with my, uh, my core team at the MMA, our, our career coaches, the incredible students and professors, you know, we're, we're globally top 10, uh, which is nothing to kind of shy down from. And, uh, you know, just keeping that and keeping ahead of the curve is always you know, phenomenal. So something we're really proud of. That is phenomenal indeed. If, if you had to boil it down to one one factor, one thing that you guys were really doing right. What was that crew and that that vibe? Sometimes you just 
something is clicking. Yeah. Uh, was, was there something special or something different about this crew that, that made it feel right? Oh, our, our team. Yeah. I think initially the, the great part is, you know, a lot of your success is built around the team that you build. Right. And I think what we tried to do is make sure that everyone felt really connected and owned this program. So it wasn't that, you know, it was, it was a couple of us. It was, this is our program. Everyone really felt an ownership. It was new. The really interesting part about this is, you know, McGill University is a, is a longstanding uh, institution, but we're doing a startup, right? We're doing a startup within a brand. So, you know, everyone really felt that excitement, but we also had this phenomenal uh, university behind us that our initial group came in because they knew the university, but then we actually got a lot of recognition for the really interesting things that we did. And so there's a lot of academic parts that we focus on, but also really, really corely integrated within uh, industry, which is what, what we think we do well. Amazing. Amazing. Love hearing that. Uh, well, maybe let's hit the other side of the spectrum now uh, of anything in your history that maybe isn't highlight real material. Do you have an epic <laughs> failure or a story of when things weren't going so great? You didn't land on a top 10 list. Um, I think that yeah. side of things might resonate with some of the folks here, too. Um, to understand that there's uh, hills and valleys here to this equation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, plenty of those. Um, but, but I think uh, one thing that I try to teach my students as well and, and what we work on the projects is, especially in this data science field, there's a lot of experimentation and a lot of more things go wrong than they do go right. So I, I had, a, you know, had to cut my teeth in, in the industry and work with a lot of clients. So when we were at, at IBM, we were trying to, push forward AI in very unique spaces, uh, healthcare, finance, insurance, um, transportation. And everyone wanted to jump from zero to seven. You know, let's just say we had 10 phases to get to AI. Everyone wanted to get to seven really quickly, like overnight. And you always had to kind of pull people back a little bit, but everyone, you know, we always also wanted to, you know, push the dream. And sometimes we push the dream a little too much and, and you get that underwhelming, you know, uh, outcome or solution where there's this huge kind of deflator um, and, and that, you know, nobody likes to, nobody likes to experience or do, but then that's humbling in a way to say that, you know what, we do have to go through the process. And I think from there, I, I learned a lot that, you know, it's really, as much as people want to jump from zero to seven, uh, you really want to try to, to keep it sequential, to get those those gains that sometimes takes a little bit of more iterative approaches. So <laughs> had a plenty of client situations where uh, maybe we didn't hit the mark, but but I think there was always learnings that came out of it. Love it. That is amazing <laughs> to hear. Yeah, both sides of it and the pace in how we approach things um, is really a crucial piece of this puzzle. Your speed, your pace uh, can make a difference in the long game. So. Would love to hear one more thing uh, from your story, your world. I noticed back in school, uh, you were into fencing, which isn't uh, always on the top of the activity and sports list. Um, so I'm curious in yeah. your uh, experience with fencing, have you learned any specific lessons or strategies or anything from that world that's actually became of use in business or academia? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it was a great question. I'm, I'm surprised that you found that and, and dug that up. But so one thing I, I did in university is I just tried to experiment a lot. 
you know, I took I took a, a few fencing uh, lessons and, and uh, groups, and I also did kendo, and and uh, I, I tried to just experiment with something that's way outside my comfort zone. I had no idea how to do those things, I, but I also really appreciated some of the disciplinary aspects and you know the the ability to to be in control of your body, but also, you know, um, in a tactical approach. So that just gave me this idea of, of look, I mean, we, we just have to try it. We have to try, we have to fail. I remember, you know, uh, fencing against some people that just made me look absolutely silly, but then really kind of honing in, okay, if I'm going to get better at this, I have to, I can't just do this uh, occasionally. I have to really bear down and, and uh, you know, tackle those things. So it gave me the idea of like, okay, let's experiment and, and, and try a couple of things. But then also, how do, how do you actually sink your teeth into something that, that you like to do so that you can get better at it? So to me, that, that's absolute business uh, knowledge as well. It was on a personal side, but then, um, yeah, working with others who were very, very strong and others who are trying it out as well. And then just also trying to find your place in that, that puzzle uh, was interesting. And I find in business, it's even even more uncertain, right? You're You're just trying to... Um, you know, figure out your way. Amazing to hear there are lessons hiding for personal, professional development, character development. All of those type of lessons are hiding everywhere. Thank you so much. Uh, so that actually leads into more of wanting to get uh, the secret sauce from your world. That's our next segment we want to jump into is you're clearly operating on a higher frequency, a higher level. Uh, we want to share some of that with the rest of these folks out here. Um, so the first question I have <laughs> yeah. is what habit or task is non-negotiable for you? What is something you have to do every day? I definitely I think just, just try to keep up with the latest uh, of what's happening in the market, you know, on in terms of uh, tech or latest trends. For me, I just... You know, just constantly wanting to understand how things are evolving. So, in terms of a habit, you know, not—I I wouldn't say I was a, a news junkie in any st- in any stretch of the imagination, but um, I, I just love hearing what's out there, uh, so that I can just you know keep up with uh, the latest trends and just also understand how people are adapting. For me, it's all about you know the latest of what's happening in in the world and and the market and how how to adapt. Love it. Love it. No, that is amazing to hear. Uh, and similar to that question, uh, would love to hear maybe what technology, so what tools or applications would you consider like a must have in your world, whether it's for business workflow or maybe even your academia world today? I think definitely uh, an area that we're trying to explore a lot on is is uh, some of the machine learning cloud computing technologies. Um, you know, I was at IBM, so I know them quite well. And uh, the big players have uh, an amazing suite of that. They're just cons- I've been in software for quite a long time. There's just there's legions of people working at just making things easier. Uh, we're getting to a stage where a, a lot of um, some of the tech is becoming low code, where uh, things are e- much more simpler for people with a non-technology background to, to work in as well. And um, Layering in different types of data sources into cloud technologies have just gotten so much easier that to me, I think we're going to start to string in a lot of those uh, pieces together. And I like to use like, you know, best of breed in, in, in one area, 
tie it together and rest a bit in another rather than kind of stay in the same technology stack. I know that's typically not the most recommended all the time, but to me, as the technologies are getting better and better and more and more infused, to me, that's where I think we start blending in the best of both worlds in, in many different regards. So cloud tech, um, you know, keeping uh, your uh, finger on the pulse of like, what is the latest that's coming out, uh, I, I find is the thing that uh, for me is the game changer. Great. Love it. Love it. Uh, so we have a lot of, uh, you have like this seemingly special philosophy and this perspective, this approach um, of being able to combine a long-term vision, big, long game picture, but turning that into micro incre incremental steps of progress. Can you share this philosophy, this system, this whole process um, of how exactly you approach this? Right. Um, and especially interested um, in your ability to use uh proxy metrics this is a curious a special thing where if data is limited or in a low volume situation you guys use proxy metrics so give us the scoop give us all the secret sauce would love to hear your philosophy your approach and how other businesses can implement yeah. this philosophy absolutely I, I think the the way i kind of uh, tackle some of these problems is it's rarely ever going to be straightforward so what we try, I try to, uh, you know, discuss is let's try to tackle some of the easier aspects first. Let's get the smaller, quicker wins, so that we can show some value to a use case or a client and figure out how we move forward. And the key I, I always try to teach and also do in, in some of our project work is, um, you know, don't let any roadblock stop you. Like we're just constantly going to find the next one. And my philosophy is we're going to build the best solution that's available today. So if that isn't with your internal data, we're going to then look externally to find either the closest proxy data that might be available. And there's also another technique that we start actually developing synthetic data. People call it fake data, but at the end of the day, there's some phenomenal ways to build really honed in synthetic data so that you can actually experiment and get further along on the, uh, on the value chain before you, can, before you need to implement. So to me, there's, and you, you touched on it earlier, like we also have to set that high vision, right? Like if we always only focus on the micro, people just end up losing that enthusiasm. But once we actually get to uh, building, you have to focus on the micro in order to solve some of the problems. So I think those are the key aspects that we want to make sure to set the bar high with a uh, high vision but then also focus on the macro and development and make sure that incrementally, you know, we move up the, up the pyramid, if you will. Love it. I love that. It's really a unique high value approach, especially in this world where there is so much data. There's two, every, you're, everybody's hearing all this, like use data, use yeah. data, impl implement everything. And it's difficult for some of these uh, especially when it's in an early stage campaign or uh, an innovative uh, system or channel that's never been used before, you you don't have that data. So this is amazing, amazing, good stuff. Appreciate you sharing that secret sauce. And now we got a little bit of a fun part jumping in here. A little bit of our game show. We got like a three, five question game show here for you. And if you make it through on the other side of this, 
Um, we'll get to hear your pitch, your plug, and get how we can support your world and where you're at. So this is this or that. <laughs> Welcome. Um, so what we're going to do here is I have a random generator that's going to fire up a this or that. I don't know what's coming either. Um, all we need is one response okay. from you. Uh, there's no right or wrong answer. Um, if we make it through, you win. So let's hook it up. I have no idea what's <laughs> okay. coming. Number one, would you rather cook at home or order takeout? Ooh, that is an easy one. There's a takeout, uh, you know, easy button there <laughs> right away. So cooking at home is definitely a, a far second. <laughs> Amazing. All right. <laughs> Number two. Would you rather be rich or famous? Rich or famous? Famous. Boom. Nailed it. All right. This one is a weird one minimum or maximum and why minimum or maximum Ooh, um, or maximum 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 because i feel like i always want to try to set the bar high so find me the max and let's try to reach it we got a winner. We got a winner. <laughs> All right. We made it. We made it through. Uh, you beat the game. Uh, now, this is the part where we want to support you. You're obviously uh, doing some brilliant, brilliant high-level things. Um, and you, uh, now that you've transferred to Academia World, uh, how can we follow what you're doing? Um, and where can we support you? What, what would be the best way for us to keep a track of all of your current and future adventures. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, I think I'm. I'm trying to uh, capture a lot of what we're doing more and more now, as as we're building out the program at the university. As as uh, more and more companies, I think, are trying to get into the analytics and AI game. Um, you know, our, our university website, uh, my LinkedIn profile. Those are kind of key areas that that we try to make sure we upload our, our successes and, and in some ways our failures too. Like we want to talk about some of the realities that are out there. Um, and so I, I think those are a couple of areas that, that we definitely want to focus on. And as we're building out different things at the university, we're having more and more streams of this. So we're working on a couple of new initiatives. Um, one is, uh, you know, helping industry even more and faculty and students so we'll start to get more of those stories out. And uh, yeah, I think between LinkedIn and, and our website, I think those are the core areas that I think we would, uh, we would like to focus on. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you so much. I think as we go into this, uh, I just have to give a quick thank you for under just recognizing like the level and the frequency you're operating at. Um, it's uh, difficult, especially for business folks, to start thinking on that higher level, especially when everything's just about bottom line. Well, it's, it's difficult to move the needle yeah. forward. So just wanted to give a deep recognition and appreciation of the the trail that you're blazing, because it is uh, much needed for businesses and uh, technology in general to really thrive and become the best version of itself. So 
thank you for sharing your time with us today. And we've got one last question. This last question is for one specific listener here that's listening. They might be start. They might be starting. They might be just stuck trying to get to that next level. And sometimes we just need a little kick in the ass or a spark in our heart. Um, and I'm curious from your perspective in your world, what final words of advice can you share to send this listener into beast mode? I think everyone now is going to have a career path that is just so unique and different that we ever thought about in previous years and decades. Um, you know, for somebody who ha didn't come uh, from the, uh, you know, pure academic background to where I am today, to being able to work with clients and students and professors and all sorts of amazing institutions. I, I went to a conference in, in Barcelona recently and, you know, just hearing the various minds and ideas that are out there, uh, you know, it's just constantly changing. It's constantly changing and constantly evolving. And the excitement that comes from new conversations and new trials of, of pushing the envelope is what keeps me going every day, right? It's And, and then also working with the next generation of talent, with the students, uh, you just really feel invigorated to, to push forward. You know, even on the down days, you just you just want to you know build something even more. Or when I'm seeing a, a new company reach a new milestone, you're like, okay, we can do that too. There's there's no limitations. So so you know, remember that. Don't worry about your skills. Uh, you can always upskill and evolve. I would say take risks. You know, learn more, experiment, be curious. Uh, you'll be inspired. I think those are some of the biggest things that I would uh, suggest for sure. Boom there it is ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to the b2 beast podcast this has been shoeb hossein <laughs>